You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. And Joyce, I'm back in my regular spot. I know spot. your usual spot. I, I've removed myself from the basement back here in my... Uh, luxurious playroom slash office. And we're going to talk about every Oscar category that we're actually predicting, not the shortlist ones, but we've neglected, I feel like, a lot of these below the line ones as we've been... Uh, it's it's uh, true. This is what happens when you just care about the stars and the big names. Yes, we are totally... Uh, we've been star effing all these categories, but now we're going to look at like the real people who make these movies. And, like, but the people who matter. <laughs> yes, of course. I, I happen to love all the blue lines stuff. I can't wait to see the shortlist. Honestly, I'm, I'm super hyped to see which scores and songs uh, make it the cut and yeah uh, like the music ones are my favorite and really again we've mentioned great year for scores we'll talk about this obviously when the shortlist come out but man what a year for scores uh you know you know uh but we'll start with i want to just go through we'll just go through and get to the top i want to start at the bottom of our predictions list though it's animated feature it's it's the bottom of our predictions but first in our hearts i guess and Uh, also animated starts with a so well, wow, it's, it's alphabetical. Yeah. Um, we have not talked about this at all. I don't even know what, what you've seen from here. I've actually seen a lot of these, honestly, which is not. Well, that's because you have a child. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I have right now, my predictions are I have Luca, the Pixar movie. I have Mitchell's vs. Machines on Netflix, Flea, which uh, is a very acclaimed documentary animated feature. Encanto, which I still haven't seen, but I, I think it's coming to Disney Plus very soon. It's in theaters now. Uh, and then Raya and the Last Dragon which I also have watched. So I, I've seen like, I'm like really cooking on these animated features, Joyce, like we said, but uh, I, yeah, so I don't know. Which one, which one is your favorite? My personal favorite is actually Luca. I loved it so much. It's like okay. really great and a great score. Dan Romer score, incredible work there uh, from Dan Romer who did uh piece of the Southern wild, I believe was his uh, breakout, which you've heard on 3 million ads. When, I don't watch the linear television that much anymore, but when I used to watch it, it used to always be on that that score was like co-opted by a million different companies. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed Luca a lot, but also Mitchell's versus the machines is like super fun and creative. I think it's a little too, uh, what's the word? Uh, very hyper maybe. And not like a, it's more of yeah. a, yeah, but it's a great movie. I loved it so much. And then flea is, I think the critical acclaimed uh, favorite. Mm-hmm. And I actually can see flea getting nominated here and in documentary feature, probably at the Oscars. Same. And I think it could win one or both, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like it'll probably have a harder time winning here just because they just tend to gravitate towards the more traditional, like, yeah, true. Uh, well, that's why I have Luca winning. That's why I have yeah. Luca out there. I'm just like in on Luca. It's great. Pixar. Pixar's done it again. Well, I think like this year is interesting because there's no. I mean, we have Disney films, Pixar films in contention, but none of them is like an obvious front runner like Soul was last year, which yeah. at this point wasn't even out yet a year ago. But like everyone knew like that was like their big thing last year, and you know the year before it was Toy Story four. Even though a lot of people were like kind of like you know, not high on it really, but uh, and ended up winning. Maybe it was just a name check kind of thing, you know, because I, I, I don't. Times, yeah. No, I, I think you're right. And a lot of times here, I feel like it's always like the movie that's made a lot of money will do really well. Now, last mm-hmm. year, obviously, it was an exception because Soul was not out, but also Soul was like the biggest brand, right? Like, so I'm like, yeah, this year, who knows? Like none of these movies, I mean, like Encanto has done pretty well and Bride of the Last Dragon was a moderate success, I think, earlier in the year. Luca was just a Disney Plus uh, release. 
So uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's a great movie. Uh, so I that's my list. Do you, what do you have, do? You have a similar five? I I need to let me like pull it up because yeah, I'm not like, logged in. I don't remember what I put, but I I also really enjoyed Mitchell's versus Machines, and they use the similar uh, animation technology uh, that Spider Verse used because uh, Phil Lord and Chris yes. Miller are producers. This is not loading on my phone. I would say Mitchell uh, vs. Machines is like a hilarious movie. And I think this, it would never get nominated in original screenplay, but I'm like, it really could, it maybe it should be considered. That's like, there's like a set five in that category. Obviously at this point, it feels like very much like that's one of the few categories where uh, there's a very obvious consensus, but I was like, I don't know. It would be in my like five to 10 range. It's really creative and, and fun. I, I, it's so funny. And yeah, so I feel like, but it's it. You're correct in that the animation in Mitchell's is is kind of hyper because of that style, and it's yeah. not it's not like a full comic inspired like Spider Verses where you're you're into it really. This is really a mix of styles, but I, I really liked it, and it's creative. I loved uh, it. I, I would just say like my 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 my. Uh... My bad faith mind. I'm like, and if they're you're like talking about like a 65 to 70 year old Oscar voter, they're gonna way more be like, if they actually watch these, they're gonna be like, hey, Luke is pretty good. It's like a very straightforward movie. There's not a lot of like, it's not like exploding like TikTok memes, basically. Like Mitchell's versus the machines feels very modern in a way that I think like maybe someone who is uh a little on the older side would be like, I don't care. I'm like out on this, but like for someone like a hip young person like myself. uh, Oh yeah, for sure. Weigh in, you know? (laughs) Um, So that's animated feature. We'll talk more about these. Uh, So I have, I have Flea in first, but that's mostly just to hope to fit into a nomination. I I feel like it can get in there. Um, I think it will too. It's been widely acclaimed. It's really powerful uh, documentary, way different than all these other movies, which are geared. I also, I also have a bell getting in uh, because they usually have uh, one spot for, you know, G kids or something not traditional, like a Disney film or anything. So I would say of the five that I mentioned, I I have, I think Raya and the last dragon is the most vulnerable, not because of Mm -hmm. quality or anything, but just because it's like, somewhat out of sight out of mind it came out much earlier in the year i think march and there's not as much buzz around it at the moment because i think like you know luca is a pixar movie that like people really liked and it's like anecdotally like a movie a lot of people saw even though it's on disney plus and who knows who's watching it mitchell's versus machines i think has been top of mind and a lot of critical acclaim and a lot of critics awards recently i think it won at new york film critics circle um so yeah, and Encanto is out in theaters now and Flea obviously also has a lot of critical acclaim. So like the Ryan the Last Dragon is kind of like the odd fit there. So maybe Bell gets in, who knows? But a lot of good animated movies this year. I don't know. It was fun. It was a fun year for animation. It's, it's more of an open race. So that's exciting. Yes. So let's move to visual effects. Uh, this one, I think Dune will win. So I have Dune winning at, or at the moment. Uh, again, great visual effects. I felt like I was on those planets uh, when I was watching Dune. I don't know how Denny Villeneuve managed to build a spaceship, but he did it. The guy nailed it. So uh, I got him in, in visual effects for Dune. I have Matrix up there, even though I haven't even seen it yet. I'm going to try to see it next week. Actually, it comes out on HBO Max uh, next week. And then I put Don't Look Up in, because as we talked about when we talked about Don't Look Up, great visual effects and Don't Look Up. Better than Marvel movies. 
Um, yeah, like several who are in the running this year. <laughs> and I have both two of those in here already with Eternals and Shang-Chi are my other two. Uh, I don't have Spider-Man in yet. I haven't seen it. Uh, did you see it this week? They were screening it this week. No. I'm going to well, go next they were also, well, no, they, they showed the full movie at the premiere, okay. but they were showing 40 minutes for junkets. Great. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to see it next week also, but, uh, so it could be in, but those are my, I, I have, don't look up in there. The reason being, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a best picture nominee and I think it could get here like, uh, Irishman style. I don't know. Like, I was just like, why not? It's the visual effects are cool. They, they, launch drones into space and put them on a comet you know it's good it's it's very it's like realistic effects sort of like it's it's not in your face like a marvel movie or or even irishman de-aging you know yeah um yeah i have in first uh i also have don't look up in but i can see that getting snubbed um i have godzilla versus kong (laughs) oh what a great pick uh great movie so much fun love uh love that movie (laughs) Yeah. And I have a uh, matrix and freak. Yeah. I actually don't have any Marvel in here. I think wow. I dropped it. Uh, what was the last, last one you had? Updated. A free guy. Oh, wow. Nice. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I, I seen the ads with the Ryan Reynolds. He looks jacked. I'm assuming that's visual effects or at least they put his face on a person's body. So, Hey, why not? Yeah. That's definitely what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does not look fine like that category. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out. I mean, Marvel, I don't think has ever gotten multiple. They've definitely never gotten three movies in this race, right? Uh, in visual effects, so that could be like no, I don't think so. Well, also, a superhero movie has not won this category since Spider Man Two, right? And I don't think this year Spider Man really. And I don't think this year is going to change that just because there's too many movies. Yeah, Um, and none of them are are really that the, the effects in it were really that superior. Um, no, I would say Black, actually, the Black Widow effects are the weakest. Black Widow effects are rough, uh, yeah. I would say. And they had an they extra did, year to work on it. Just it's like the way it's it's not even I don't even know. It's just because it's a lot of like stuff in the air and uh, it's just this tough beat. But I thought the Shang I've been like when I look at I've been uh, fooling around with the settings on my television. This is uh, scintillating <laughs> stuff. And I'll put Shang-Chi on to like gauge how it looks. And it. I've been like, oh, it's, I've been watching. You know, the, Shang-Chi, maybe I'll put Shang-Chi in because it should win just for Morris alone. Yeah. In- incredible Morris performance, motion really capture, good. creature with no the, face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the, um, the, the stuff in the forest, I think is really cool too. Yeah. It looks pretty good. I, I think I was, you focused on the, uh, the dragon stuff at the end is a little rough. I had a guess. But yeah. Mm. It does not rub. It just looks, you know what the problem is? Like, I think you were saying like, with don't look up. It's not that these look rough. It's just, is that like, it's not realistic. It's not realistic. It's hard to put it in the yeah, real world. But then you also have to like, remember that like these movies aren't realistic. I don't know. Right. Like, it's like, but I guess like how, how was the Chitari nine years ago? Did you find those realistic? <laughs> well, they looked, I don't know. It honestly looked a little better, but I'm like, Oh, like with like, Godzilla versus Kong, because they're both massive kaiju and like monster, you know, it just is like your brain works slightly differently. You're like, I'll buy this because like, why mm-hmm. not? Even though the whole thing is visual effects. And with like Marvel, like with some of the Marvel stuff, it's like, oh, like Black Widow is so realistic and like intentionally so. Yeah, I think that's that's really the problem right. with the Black Widow effects. Because right. it's supposed to be like this grounded, like like Jason Bourne type of 
And for, for most of it, it is. It's just until the end, it gets kind of a little like a little dicey. But I, I actually like Black Widow still. I haven't rewatched it, but I, I did enjoy it when I watched it. Uh, when when they start doing best superhero movies, Joyce, at the Oscars, maybe next year, as the only movies that get released are superhero movies, we can talk more about the bona fides of these Marvel movies. <laughs> Remember best popular movie? Oh, what a great what a great gambit that was. It worked so well. Uh, we have best sound here, right? Uh, yes. I went uh, Dune again, just the best sound, just exploding sound, a lot of great stuff. Use the voice. I think it alone should win for use the voice and like the like that whole thing. I, that was my impression of the voice. I don't even know how he does it. But and then I threw West Side Story in for the musical. I have Nightmare Alley because I thought the tech on that was great and the sound is awesome. No Time to Die and Tick, Tick, Boom, another musical. I, I left out in the Heights and I think it could get in. Those are my five. Wow. You have two musicals. Yeah, I replace Tick, Tick, Boom with West Side Story, but I might put Tick, Tick, Boom back in. What are your five, Um, then? I have Do, No Time to Die, West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, and I also have Belfast. Nice. I mean, that actually is not the worst uh, suggest, not not the worst gambit, right? Again, uh, because it's the best picture frontrunner, why not? And there, there are, you know, the... They're not action scenes, I guess. I was going to call them action scenes, but they're the riots. The riots uh, are actually really loud. funny. Yeah, a memorable sound. I know that sounds weird, but I'm like, I can picture, I've only seen it once, but I'm like, it's burned in my brain. The sound of the explosions and the way the riots are played out and the broken glass, like it's just is very evocative, I guess. I don't know. I think the sound work is really good. In Could, um, so the first Quiet Place got in. Could yes. Quiet Place 2 get in? I don't believe so because I think the novelty wore off in the in a quiet place too personally. Um, uh-huh. And I, I mean, it could it, again. It's like one of the most popular movies of the year. But I just wonder if it was like, I think the first movie was like a juggernaut. It almost got like multiple. It felt like it almost got multiple nominations, right? And this one, I think maybe not as did not make as much of an impact. Let's say, so I don't think it'll get in. You know what I had really early on that I might actually put back in. What? Um, our favorite movie, The Last Duel. Great sound as well. And I uh, yes. would hope that it does, I could see Last Duel actually rating in a lot of spots here. So I, I had it in a lot of uh, crafts uh, in the fall, early fall. And I've since dropped it because, you know, didn't perform that well. And, but, it, you know, it's being relitigated. You know, we have uh, Ben doing a lot of press on behalf of the Tender Bar this yes. week. Uh, yes. Uh, very revealing interviews. Yes. Um, and also partially discussing The Last Duel. And Ridley is still out there promoting this. And Ridley has been promoting this Amazing, movie. amazing interviews. <laughs> Absolutely the best. I almost wonder, I'm like, of all the movies this year, have, while it was a flop, an unequivocal box office flop, the mm-hmm. critical acclaim, plus like, have people talked about a movie more this year? Like, it's like more people are talking about Last Duel still than even House of Gucci. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. we're still talking about it. Even if it's relitigating the box office failure or whatever. And like, I think that's like actually a smart play to keep it in the conversation. And, and like we've said multiple times when people watch it, they actually like it because it's very good. Yeah. So <laughs> the more people, yeah, like people I understand had preconceived notions going right. into it when it was announced for the past like two years when it was being made. But I don't, I, I don't know a lot of people who've seen it, but people I know who've seen it have liked it. Right. I got to watch. I can't wait to watch it again. I got to be honest. But uh, so that sounds 
Is this is it still number one on iTunes? <laughs> I haven't looked. I don't use iTunes that much to watch movies. I know. We're not uh, in 2006. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I don't Best production design. I'm, I'm biased here because I, I spoke to the Nightmare Alley production designer, Joyce, uh, Tamra Devereaux. This is, this is what you do. You just predict on who you're talking to. And so I have her winning. But I actually think Nightmare Alley is going to win this cat. It's just the incredible product. They built every I, I actually put it in first after I saw it. Like it two every set. Everything is built. It's all handmade. It's so incredible. It's like the movie is like, it looks amazing. So I have Nightmare Alley winning. I have Dune in second. And then I have the same team did French Dispatch and West Side Story. I have them getting in twice mm-hmm. because I think those two are great. And then I put Being the Ricardos in because, again, uh, Aaron Sorkin works with great people. Uh, I think it's John Hutman is the production designer for Being the Ricardos. And uh, he also worked on The West Wing. And uh, he did Quiz Show, which was one of Aaron's big uh, influences on Being the Ricardos. I think that's going to get in. That's my like wild card there. So that's what I got. How about you? Um, I have a nightmare on West Side, Dune, French Dispatch, and Tragedy of Macbeth. Nice. Still haven't seen it. We're going to see it next week, hopefully. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, is it going to be our last movie of the year? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, ex- except for like Matrix and Spider-Man, which we'll obviously put on our best picture. They're, they're going to be uh, PGA nominees. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, no, I love this. I think this category is great. Like all this stuff is awesome. I, I love the West Side Story production design. It's so cool. Uh, and French Dispatch, classic Wes Anderson yeah. stuff. This yeah, is uh, another category in which I had the last duel early on. <laughs> I could see it getting in, honestly, too. It's like really great. I, I, maybe I'll just move on, last duel in, but I don't know who I would Yeah, what if we just really... change everything right now? But... Well, I do like being the Ricardo so much. I think the production design is actually really good in that. And like re- replicating the set of Lucy's, uh, but like- Yeah, that the production design in that is not very flashy. Right, um, but it But I think awesome. that's- that's the trick where, I mean, there's certain movies where you want to draw attention to the set and their surroundings. And there's other movies where you don't want to do that as much. Right. So, and yeah. I think that, that Ricardo's is the latter. So. Right. Uh, for best film editing, Joyce, I have don't look up winning uh, Hank Corwin getting his first Oscar. I was blown away by that movie. It's still like it, even though I know people don't like it, but I thought the editing was like, Really good. I think Hank probably could have won for Big Short and didn't and probably could have won for one of the Oliver Stone movies he is known for. Uh, But no, I have him winning. And then I have West Side Story, Power of the Dog, Dune and Nightmare Alley. Those are my other four. Um, Yeah, I have Dune, Power of the Dog, Don't Look Up, Belfast and West Side Story. And I actually I'm thinking of putting like West Side Story in first. I have Dune in first right now. So very likely. I could see, here's the other thing. You have Belfast in, it makes sense because Belfast is one of the best picture uh, front runners. And it seems like it's going to tick off a bunch of like very obvious best picture precursors, right? Because it's going to be, it's like likely a PGA nominee, likely a SAG nominee. It's got Critics' Choice Love. Uh, you know, I, it seemed, it would make sense that it gets the best editing. So I don't have it in here because I just think that the editing in these other four, five are more more editing i guess i don't know i just i could i guess don't look up would be the one i have them winning but so it's like crazy but i'm like i could see that not even getting nominated i guess if it just went chalk because i think the other ones you you have that i have right like are very obvious nominees here but i don't know i, I don't know how else i would get belfast then i guess maybe nightmare alley but again i think that the Guillermo magic in that movie will really respond the below the line for that movie is going to go really far so i don't know 
Yeah, I, you know, there's a link or a strong link between best picture and editing. You know, you need like at least a nomination um, historically. And, you know, remember when Roma did not get nominated? Yep. <laughs> for editing uh and green book did so which uh you know won by our favorite movie bohemian rhapsody correct such yes. great editing yes. definitely the most editing usually it is yeah, the most, most editing, editing for sure that's why also i have don't look up in there because it's like you watch that movie and you're like editing the movie but i think it's great editing so it's like it works for me um, yeah it's not that the editing and um don't look up at, at the end it's it's not manic like the editing right. in that very very famous boat rap scene yes. <laughs> um it's a lot of editing but it serves a purpose i would say yes i um, agree i think it's just great i i would really love to see hank corwin win i think that would be like really cool um if he did win for for don't look up uh we could do costume design joints i have my favorite movie cruella at the top I do too. Do I? Yeah, I still have. I put that in there. I mean, in awesome. the summer, and I kept it there. It's it's like the costumes are amazing, and then I have House of Gucci, Spencer, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Those are my five. I have yeah, House of Gucci, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story, and Spencer. Yep, yep. Uh, pretty basic stuff. I would say I still think Corella could win. If I was gonna pick a one, I mean, Spencer's I thought were like incredible because they're really great recreations of like a lot of famous Diana looks, but. I don't know. Cruella is just like, they're making dresses and stuff. And like, I don't know, the dog, the Dalmatian look. I, I just thought it was good. It's just great costumes. Do you think um, Dune can get in? So I've had Dune in here actually until we saw West Side Story. And then I put West Side Story in. So I, I'd be curious to see if West Side Story can hold. I mean, the costumes in Dune are actually amazing again, because they're like really intricate. And like, it feel again, feels like we just launched into space and like we found these aliens and there they are, whatever, whatever the heck they are. I don't even know. Um, but I just think the West Side Story costumes and especially because of the period detail would kind of win out and West Side Story while Dune, I think will get a ton of nominations. I think West Side Story is a stronger movie. So that was why I put it in. That was my rationale, but I could see Dune getting in for sure. I think it would be my number six. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to predict uh, Power of the Dog because the costumes that are so underrated. Yes. Um, it, it, it's it's westerns are flashy, but also not. It's it's mm-hmm. not period. Like you know, some of these movies, like like Spencer. You know, it's not like big gowns, like great gowns, beautiful gowns. Um, but the the detail in a lot of those clothing for Phil and and Peter and George and Rose it's it's so subtle and again it's not something that you're immediately drawn to when you watch it but right. um, it it really adds so much to their characters in the film as well. I also but love I, the power of the dog costumes because it straddles different era. Like you're when you think what I mean like did you notice did you think this in the movie too like. The movie takes place in the 1930s. So, like, when you think Western, the 20s, like, or it's in, it's in it 19, what is it, 1929 or something? I thought it's 1925. Like, okay. Yeah. So, I'm totally wrong. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely like, or it's definitely like an era when you're like not thinking of cowboys, let's say, right? Like, I'm like, my mind is going to like, you know, 17, 18, 1900s, like early 19, like, you know what I mean? Like, not 1920. It feels a little more modern. And I think the way that they mix like, like flapper costumes maybe, or like, you know, like looks with like the cowboy stuff is just cool. And I think it's like an interesting, it's just an interesting blend. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that about Power of the Dog. Um, I'm going to bring up Last Duel again, because once again, I, <laughs> at some point, 
had that in here. Um, and those costumes were by Janty Yates, who also did House of Gucci. So, she so I mean, you can think about it. like, I mean, right now we've got, like, I have nothing for Last Duel, but I'm like, is it, there is a world where I could see it getting like literally one. Like, I, I don't think I, I think I dropped it everywhere as well. <laughs> if it does get this renewed bump and like people keep talking about it, it could get like four or five nominations, which would be pretty cool. That would be amazing because it's not really popping anywhere like at a critics awards and like regionals you know um i was hoping uh jody comer would get more love than yeah. she has like not even like runner-up mentions you know mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. um may- maybe the guilds will come through for some of these below the line right. categories uh moving on to best cinematography joyce like a favorite category i think of all of us uh i have power of the this dog is, this on- is stack yeah. this year <laughs> great category i power of the dog on top uh, ari ari wagner uh West Side Story, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and The Tragedy of Macbeth are my five. But it could be any number of movies. Um, yeah, I have uh, Macbeth, Dune, Power of the Dog, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. I have Macbeth and First. Um, I haven't, I didn't really reorder this when I last updated the two weeks ago. I should do that. But now I'm thinking. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you're not wrong because it seems like everybody has been like on the Macbeth cinematography. That's like one of the right. standout yeah, just, things. Since that teaser came out as well. Right. As Bruno Debanel, I believe, right, is the, uh, mm-hmm. is the cinematographer. Um, but now I'm like, what if, because I'm still thinking about that puddle shot in West Side Story. Like incredible, incredible. shot. I don't. I can't even describe it. But like Jan- Janusz Kaminski. <laughs> I will give you another Oscar for this. It's a great shot. And it's actually like, I think we've gotten like, I don't know. I think there's been like, at least on film Twitter, like maybe Steven uh, Spielberg and I should try like a different visual look or whatever. I've seen people like talk about that, but then you watch West Side Story and you're like, no, like his work with the honest is amazing. And like, this uh-huh. is just like, again, further, further proof that we underestimate Steven Spielberg and his collaborators that were at our own risk. Uh, it is awesome. So I could see West Side Story winning, but I don't know. I, I like Ari Wagner's so, cinematography. Like Power Dog is gorgeous. I think that's like the thing mm-hmm. that like I took away from it, and the way that she is frames everything and like the way it looks. And I, another person I interviewed, Joyce. So maybe that's another flaw in my predictions. But uh, she was very. Can you, talked can you very, ever not predict someone you've talked to? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but they're just good. I think. Okay, but I will. I will say. Remember last year we or most people thought no my lamb was going to win. Yes. And it went to Mank. I, it's true. I don't know. I mean, I just think that like, I also like the, it would, she would be the first uh, female cinematographer to win here. Right. Ever. Yeah. Cause Rachel Morrison was the first woman to be nominated. nominated. <laughs> so that alone is good. I mean, this is an awesome category though. I don't think you can go wrong with any of the. Yeah. You, you can legit fill this out with five other nominees or like ones that we haven't named yet. Yep, um, it's an incredible category. Like, there's also uh, Belfast. <laughs> yeah, Belfast. Can I mean, I had that in at some point. There's also Come On, Come On. If you're just talking purely black and white cinematography, mm-hmm. um, even like big stuff like No Time to Die, I was like, you know, that could it, like uh, Alina Sandgren. Yeah, and also Oscar Passing. Winner. Oh my God, Passing's been just yep. getting dusted everywhere. But that tough, cinematography. Tough it was really good. Another black and white film. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a great category. You can't go wrong. Uh, we're, we're now we're into like the, the premium more, uh, the, you know, the, the top. The, uh, above the line. Above the line. <laughs> well, not, I guess is screenplay above the line. Do we call it above the line? I guess so. Yeah. So original screenplay, Joyce, I think this one is like, I've had these five for a while. Don't see you changing it out. 
but I have licorice pizza winning. Cause I think we're going to get Paul Thomas Anderson, his first Oscar here being the Ricardos. Don't look up Belfast and King Richard. Those are my five. Um, I do not have King Richard. I have, come on, come on. Wow. Come on, come on. Could get in. I think it's gotten a little bit of a push. Uh, Mike Mills's film and got some spirit nominations. It seemed he got in for 20th century woman. He did. It's great. It's a good movie. Very, very, very solid movie. Uh, and it could actually end up being like the eight of of the A24 movies. Like it's definitely the one that is most likable, I'd say, because I even make, I haven't seen Macbeth, but I'm like having no knowing about Macbeth does. It's not like the most warm hearted uh, of stories. Come on, come on. It's like a sweet movie. So (laughs) It's like, I think people like to watch it. Did you just put Macbeth and warm hearted in the same sentence? Yes. I said it's not the most warm. Uh, Um, Yeah. So I think this is a situation where I think a lot of people like film Twitter, like even us, like, I I think we both would like to see PTA win an Oscar. Yes. Yes. He has eight nominations, no wins. Um, And this category feels like his best shot because I do not think he's winning director and I don't think licorice pizza is winning picture at the moment. Um, so as we've talked about, this is usually like the consolation prize category for alters and the like, but I feel like this is also, um, the best category or one of the categories for Belfast to sweep if it's indeed the best picture winner, right? Like Kenneth could also win director or there could be a director split with Jane, but if Belfast is winning best picture, you would think it would win either one or both of director or screenplay. Right. And it's not going to win director. It would have to win screenplay. So maybe my bias is showing because I don't have a winning best picture, but I think if it is going to be a best picture winner, uh, it would win here. I just, I guess part of me was like, you have Sorkin and Adam McKay, I think are going to get in for their movies, Aaron Sorkin and Adam McKay for, for don't look up and being the Ricardos. They've already won Oscars. So there's not maybe a push to give them another one. And whether, whether it's King Richard Zach Balin is the first time screenwriter or Mike Mills uh, for come on, come on, you know, those, that would be like a long shot. I think either one got in to win. So then you're really down to Belfast and licorice pizza. I mean, I think I I don't even know. I guess that would be like a coin flip. Like you said, like if if Belfast is going to win best picture, I think it would have to win here because we're running out of things that would win. Yeah. And in addition to best picture, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if it, if it's a green book, uh, yeah, and, and Green Book was not nominated for director, right. so it could so, not win that. Like, at least Kenneth could win director, too. Right. Maybe. I will see how if I have him in uh, when we go up there later. But uh, I do think that this is like a that would be I guess we'll have to see what happens. But for right now, I think Paul Thomas Anderson would win. I think there's enough goodwill for licorice pizza that and for him, it seems that maybe this is where he wins. I don't know. It's definitely the most accessible movie he's made in like a decade. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's it's one of his most like topped reviewed in in like the past decade as well, right? Right. So yeah, because yeah, Phantom, but that Phantom Thread was you know not not everyone's cup of tea. I loved it. No, <laughs> no same. Uh, yeah, I mean, Belfast would be like a great option here, too. I think I think you're right. And you're right on to to put out that warning that it could win here, I guess, because if it's going to win Best Picture, it's got to win something else. Uh, adapted screenplay, Joyce. 
I got Power of the Dog, Jane winning here, even though she, and she's already won here. And I have her, uh, I have West Side Story, Lost Daughter. She, she, she won an original, so she could win. Both. Oh, sorry. You're right. She, yes. She so she match. Right. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, Lost Daughter, Coda, and Nightmare Alley are my five. Uh, my five are Power of the Dog, Lost Daughter, West Side Story, Macbeth, and Coda. <laughs> nice. Um, I think this is Jane's. So I, I thought it was Jane's. So oh, you're like, not going to predict her? <laughs> well, no, I have I have her winning, and I think it's great. But I would say that, like, West Side Story, Tony Kushner's adaptation is, like, so good, and it's so widely. The thing, I guess, the, the reason I think you could have a Tony Kushner win here is because everyone knows West Side Story, so it's very easy to see the work that he did in it, right? Like, because you're like, oh, like, this is the slightly different, even if you don't know, like, the very specific, like, differences, like, it's like, this, the basic beats of the story are known, and I think the li- little subtle tweaks that he's made to the story is just so apparent and, like, really deepens the movie, so I'm like, I wonder if that would help him win here, and obviously he's, like, an acclaimed writer, and then I also wonder if Maggie Gyllenhaal could win for Lost Daughter, because that movie is great and continues to like show up in a lot of different places. And I think it remains like a very potential dark horse, best picture nominee, honestly. And if it I, gets I definitely into- don't think the buzz for lost daughter has peaked yet because it's not out on Netflix yet. It Correct. dropped on New Year's Eve. So I'm like, I could see it get, if it gets into best picture somehow, which we'll get to best picture in a little, in a few, but I'm like, I don't have it in right now, but if it does actually get in, I could see her, I could see a, a world where she wins. And again, it would be like, you know, actor makes good as like a filmmaker. Like I could just picture that like narrative being like a, a thing that happens. And and the script is excellent because again, she's adapting like a very complex novel um, by Elena Fer- Ferrante. And it's the themes of the, I don't know. I just think the movie's great. And like, I could see her getting in, but it's a tough category because like, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog just seems like an obvious pick, but maybe it'll be like Nomadland here. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, with Nomadland, I that was always one of like its weakest categories for Chloe Zhao. Right. Like, no, I mean, you you would say if, if when you were predicting it to win adapted, you were just kind of predicting a Nomadland sweep. And it was kind of like, how many could Chloe win? Right. Um, Do you not but, think that's like that for Jane then too? But no, because like the screenplay is more acclaimed for Power of the Dog. It's like you, when you were talking about No Man Land, you were t- for Chloe, you're talking more about the direction, like Francis, right. not so much the screenplay. Like, um, and you know, the father won last year. And that was very much about like the script. And that was adapted from um uh, Florian Zeller's play and you you were just talking about like how he sort of restructured it and made it like cinematic in a way you right. know it, it didn't feel stagey like some stage adaptations do feel when right. they're transferred into film so and obviously Anthony Hopkins's performance so but you know I think even if Jane loses director I think she's winning this so yeah, I have her. And I think like for the lost daughter, I, I do think the buzz can grow within the next month when it's more seen and it arrives on Netflix. Um, but I feel like if she gets if Maggie Gyllenhaal gets in here, it would probably just be congratulations on right. Maybe the right yeah. nomination. Yeah. Um, and like with Tony Kushner, 
I, I do love the things he did to the screenplay and it's a great screenplay, but the original West Side Story had 11 nominations and it won 10 and the one it did not win was this category. Yes. So, yeah. Well, like I, I still have Power Dog winning. I'm just saying, I think, I don't know if it's it's a lock. I, I, I could see me, me changing it, let's say. I, I feel like this could be remember like the big short and spotlight year where you just knew spotlight and big short were winning the screenplay categories. I feel like Mm -hmm. this could be that if PTA and Jane just start sweeping the writing awards everywhere. Right. And now we're into the, the the top, the, the, the the big categories choice. There are no big categories, but these are like the, the, with the famous people in these categories. So Mm -hmm. uh, best supporting actor. I'm still ride or die for Jared Leto. I got Cody Smith McPhee, uh, Kieran uh, Hines, and Troy Kotzer and Jamie Dornan. Those are my five. But we've talked about Best Supporting Actor. It is a total, you could name 10 other actors who would be in there. Uh, and I would be like, great, that's awesome. And also not surprised. But this that is, at the moment is my five. This is still the most chaotic category because the other three, even supporting actress, have sort of filled out more or like yes. you just have like the top tier. And I guess you have like three or four sort of locks or like safe people here, but it's still kind of wide open for the last one or two spots. Yes. Um, and anyway, Who do you got? yeah. So I, I, I might change this soon. I might, if I could do this on my phone, I might change it right now, wow. but I well, currently have, yeah, I have Cody. Nice. Um, Kieran Hines. I think those two are the safest. And then um, I do have Jared, your boy. <laughs> And I have Mike Feist, our other boy, and yes. Bradley Cooper. Nice. So I am very much considering dropping Jared. Sorry I'll to say, you. So <laughs> that would break my heart. I would say, like, I saw Liquor Sheets again this week, Joyce. Okay. And uh, Bradley Cooper is amazing, and I love him so much in it. And I think it is actually... I was just like, it's such a small, he's barely in it. I know it's like seven, eight, seven minutes. I timed seven it. Minutes. Seven minutes. It's seven minutes. It does. It, it goes by so quick. I don't know. I just couldn't put him in. I was like, I think that, that they're going to not, loading. Okay. I think they're going to not reward him, but I guess if you drop Jared, then who are you going to put in? Okay. So here's, here's my thing. I might drop Bradley too. So the supporting categories, not like both of them, uh, very, very kind to coattail nominees yes. from best picture nominees and top right. best picture contenders. We've seen that numerous times, especially in just the expanded lineup. And um, so, okay. Cody, Kieran, and Troy, I have to put in, that's what I was saying before. Um, so I would drop Jared for Troy. Um, so let's say those, cause Troy's been showing up. Yeah. Let's say those three are in, and then you can make the argument that Jamie Dornan is also in. That's I what, that's what him, I but yeah. let's, let's just say those are the four in. So then that leaves one spot. This is very similar to last year's race when you had four guys, everyone yes. was predicting and then wide open fifth spot and just all sorts of names in the running there included Jared Leto for the little things. Um, I think I ended up predicting Alan Kim. <laughs> yeah. And as we all know, the person who got in was Lakeith Stanfield. Correct. Um, in the same category as his co-star, Daniel Kaluuya, who won because there were no leads in Judas and Black Messiah. Correct. Um, but again, uh, Judas was a Best Picture nominee and ended up winning two Oscars. The other one in a category that was not locked for it by any means, song, wide open, but it won mm-hmm. that. 
So I, I feel like the, the support for Judas and it, uh, we knew it was going to be a best picture nominee carried Lakeith into that category. And obviously people were just kind of putting names wherever, cause you don't, there's no submission ballot to go by at the Oscars. You just nominate people wherever you want to. And people obviously put Lakeith into supporting. So it, 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 it just signals like apathy towards uh, other uh, weaker contenders, weaker films. So here, I feel like if those previous aforementioned four names are in, you have that one fifth spot. I feel like it would not favor Jared because I don't think most people are predicting House of Gucci for Best Picture nominee. I don't think, like I still have a Lady Gaga in Actress. I don't think she'll be a low nominee because they'll probably get costumes. Right. But I don't think that would help Jared in this case. And I, I think it would help the best pick, the people from the Best Picture contenders, which include let me if you, if you don't have jamie in like jamie will be one of them so best picture uh nominees supporting contenders um bradley cooper right y'all think licorice pizza is getting in okay. um uh mike vice because story sure and i will say a name we have not said in a while jesse plemons so very very astute uh Jesse Plemons, I think again, and I'll give you one more to that add to that list. And then I would have to just in a throw Jared under the bus, go from winning to not even nominated. <laughs> Robin DeJesus for Tick, Tick, Boom, I actually think could be in here too. I think it would be a very big shock, but that movie remains a seemingly audience pleasing juggernaut. And if it's going to get a best picture nominee and a best actor nominee, I think he could maybe get in here as like a surprise. He definitely has like a very memorable part in the movie. And if people like the movie, they obviously would like his performance. I don't think he's getting in, but I think you're dead on with the, if it's just, it's either Jesse Bradley, Mike Feist, Robin. Someone from, from a best picture nominee, like a coattail. Yes. Like we've seen that before. We saw that with like Sam Rockwell with with Vice, another very short performance. And he booted Timothy Chalamet, who was right. going to be a lone nominee for Beautiful Boy. Right. So it you could know. really happen. I would say don't look up while I still have a getting in for best picture spoiler alert. I think it's going to be hard to pick one of those actors in support. So I don't think like Jonah Hill or Mark Rylance are really going to make it or even Timothy in that one. Dune, I think we've talked about is not like a very big actor play and certainly not supporting actor. Those are the other best picture nominees. King Richard, you could, I guess we could say John Bernthal for this maybe. But again, we've talked about the problem or an issue there is that he's not that, he's great in it, just a smaller role and maybe doesn't have as much. Yeah, and I think like his um, situation is is more that like he, he is the comic relief and very fun. I enjoyed him greatly. But yeah, he comes in kind of late and- right. His it, it feels like the way that character is written, his whole purpose is to just um, like signal to Will, like you should do this thing. Right. So probably won't get in, but could again, because he's very well liked. But I think you're dead on. And then for Nightmare Alley, I think another it's it's actually similar to King Richard in that the supporting contenders are like kind of split between I have Nightmare Alley and two for best picture uh, spoiler alert from we get there. But I'm like, I think the supporting actor contenders in that one are split between like David Strathairn and Richard Jenkins. And neither one probably is in it enough, even though they're both excellent in the movie to get in here. So well, speaking of uh, David Strathairn, remember last year, people were yes. like maybe Nomadland 
I think you had him for like a hot second, right? Yeah, and but I, I think I think he's like similar to Bradley Cooper in Licorice Pizza, and yes. like it's just too little of him in that film. Just like there might be too little of Bradley, so I might drop Bradley too. I will say the other thing with Jesse Plemons having rewatched Power of the Dog when I first saw it, and again because of the way the movie is structured and like Cody is really in the last like thirty minutes or like he dominates the movie, right? Like I mean, it's like but he's not really in it very much before that. And you walk out of the movie being like, wow, Cody is awesome and like definitely going to win. But when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, Jesse Clemens is A, in this way more than I remember. And he's awesome in it. He's so good. And it's like, he's really, I just think it's a great performance. And he's definitely on the line of that like actor who people have been wanting to get an Oscar nomination. And I think he's he's been in five Best Picture nominees in the last six years. Including Juice and the Black Messiah, in yeah. which he was really good. Um <laughs> I don't know. I, I definitely could see him getting in. It feels like I would not be shocked if he gets in. I think I was yeah, looking at he's, our- he's not. I would say um, Mike Feist and Bradley Cooper are scene stealers yes. in their films. Like Bradley Cooper is a scene stealing cameo. Mike Feist is a true like scene stealing supporting performance. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and Jesse is it's just like all reliable there. Like right. he's just good. And He's he's the the performance where no one really singles out, but like it, the film would not work without him. And he's also the good brother. Right. Right. Uh, supporting actress, you mentioned this, Joyce, how it's like kind of like set around a certain five. I think we both have the same five, maybe. But I have, have Kirsten. I think we have different winners, but I have Kirsten Dunn still on top to win. I have Katrina Balfe, Ariana DeBose, Anjanou Ellis and Rita Moreno. Those are my five. Uh, yeah, I have Ariana DeBose winning, Kirsten, Ingenue, Katrina, and Rita. I got to say, if so. this happens to five, God, I love all the other performers, but I would really do want to see Rita Moreno win. I think it would just be such a great moment. Like, just think, imagine the moment. It, it would be such a great Oscars moment. It would be really cool. Six years later, she she just yeah. turned 90 this past yeah. weekend. It's like, I get that, like, maybe it's not the best performance of the five. You could argue, like, whatever. And I mean, like, it's hard to, I always have a hard time, like, frankly, being like, which is the best, you know what I mean? Like, they're all good performances. So it's like, it's all subjective. Wins, it's all subjective. <laughs> but I'm like, she if she definitely would have the best narrative. I mean, just imagine reading around. <laughs> it would be so cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good category. I guess the, who are we missing here? Like, Ruth Nega maybe would be sixth. I'd say. Yeah, I I had her in for a really long time. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm i kind of sort of waiting for SAG to see what happens there. Um, you know, we talked about passing earlier this year and we're like, oh, it's on Netflix, so it's going to get a huge bump. But I think because Netflix has so many other major contenders. Yeah, that's that's like, always Netflix's issue. Just a lot of content. It's <laughs> a, con- a lot of good content. And it's like, oh, passing is just not as high profile as those other not contenders. And that's like kind of hurt it, I think in the grand scheme of things, but yeah, she could get in. Yeah, she, she's gotten easy. a couple like critics mentions here and there. Um, but perhaps n- maybe not as many as you might expect for a critical favorite. Um, right. You know, as we mentioned the other day, she, she didn't get into critics choice. <laughs> <laughs> very tough beat yeah that was because um, you know and we didn't even and and doubt i guess is also a major contender but like we had talked about you were very you were on the forefront of this that martha plimpton is also great in the movie and it kind of like has it's just like give too much again martha all these regional critics words still no love for martha like Anne has gotten in here or there but nothing for martha and i feel like it some of it is just 
uh, following this, like Anne's buzz, like people see that like people are predicting her and she's been in first or whatever. Um, I'm not saying they haven't seen the movie, but I feel like there's this like subconscious uh, influence. Like you see a name that's out there and no one's really talking about Martha that much. So maybe you're filling out your ballot and then you just like off hand out. Right. Uh, best actor, Joyce. Let's move on to there. We've got, I got Will Smith, Andrew Garfield, Benedict Cumberbatch, Peter Dinklage, and Denzel Washington. That's my five. Uh, I have Will, Benedict, Denzel, Andrew. I still have Leo. I feel like this is going to come down to SAG if he or Peter makes SAG. Then I'll probably go with who makes it there. I want to give you a name we have not discussed at all. And I wonder if he could get in as that last. I feel like, so tell me what if you agree with it. I think like Will, Andrew, and Ben, Will Smith, and Andrew Garfield, and Benedict Cumberbatch are like, if not locks, like pretty much the three consensus choices, right? And then Denzel is like a strong fourth, it seems, like, because it's Denzel Washington. So then the fifth spot could be Peter Dinklage or any number of people. One person we haven't talked about, Nicolas Cage for Pig, a former uh, Best Actor winner. Uh, definitely the best for reviews he's gotten in a long time. And I don't know. I just is like, it would be a real surprise. But what if he got in? Is there enough affection for Nicolas Cage? And will enough people have seen the movie? I think it's on Hulu right now. And I know they're like working to get screeners out. Um, it, it would be an inspired nomination. I don't know if they will go there because I don't think he is. I, I, the movie is is weird. Not not the easiest sell. Not the easiest sell. Be a lot of people being like WTF and turning it off. Right. So, and I don't think he's the type of actor who can just get like easy nominations on his name alone. Like like I said the other day, it this feels like it could just be like Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. Like a lot of right. critical love, but comes up short in the end. Right. Uh, and then we talk about the other guys, I guess would be like Bradley Cooper. You mentioned Leo, obviously Javier Bardem, uh, a lot of Adam driver. You, you had Javier in there for a little bit. I did, but then I was just like, I don't know. I just don't, I think that I, my thinking with Peter Dinklage is that I think he will get in at SAG because he's like a very well-liked actor and I think super respected and it is a great performance. And if he's like the, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know then. And if, I think this five that I have is like the SAG five. I just don't think that like, I don't know. I just feel like all these people are going to get in at SAG. I guess we'll see though. And I guess it is the big question. Like we've all had Will winning. Does Will Smith actually win? Or is it like Jennifer Lopez in Hustlers where she doesn't even. I, I don't think he's going to get snubbed. Like Jayla. He's not going to get snubbed, but I mean, like, is there a world where it ends up being like, Actually, Andrew Garfield is going to win everything because people are so. I, I think uh, Andrew definitely has the most passion. That would be wild if Andrew somehow wins this. Um, it's pretty nuts. I mean, I guess we'll see like how the precursors shake out. Yeah, so. I mean, just like anecdotally, I I don't think there is as much passion for Will or Benedict's performances. Not to say like people hate them, but um, like the people who love Andrew's performance really love it. Yes. And it seems like anyone who watches the movie falls in love with that performance as well. Correct. It, so. That's the diff, And that's the thing. And I'm like, I, like I said, I've had Will Smith predicted since like August and I'm not changing it, but I'm like, I don't know I, if he lost, would I be surprised? I guess not. I mean, 
Yeah. And then, you know, he's like me mentioned this other day, he hasn't been uh, winning as many like of these regional critics awards as maybe you might think he would. Um, I don't think it's a surprise that Benedict is doing better than him. Like he won New York, like the bigger, uh, you know, one of the big three. Um, But I feel like, Will, I think he, maybe he's won one this week. I don't know. There's so many of them every day. Can't keep track. But uh, Metacritic has a has a nice uh, grid where you can see who's won what and who's been runner up and nominated. Uh, anyway, uh, but he he also reeks of the type of actor who might not perform well with like critics prizes, but then once like the televised awards start, right. like, he can sweep. I don't know if he well, I think like BAFTA would probably be his biggest hurdle. It reminds me to me, I guess, of like you have a much better memory and like knowledge than I do, but I'm like, it's, I mean, it's Sandra Bullock, certainly like the blind side, but I guess like, I Oh yeah. Like Sandra won like nothing. Like, and I guess like did but, Julia Roberts win anything like besides the televised stuff for Aaron Brockovich, like that's the type of performance I think it is. And like, I don't know. Well, I just think, yeah. But I think the difference with Aaron Brockovich, that was also 21 years ago. Um, yes. Very different time. And the critics yes. words have changed a lot since then yeah. as well. I think back then they still only have three nominees like acting maybe don't don't quote me on that but at at some point they only have like three nominees for acting and now they have six seven eight um anyway uh but that that performance was critically hailed when it when the movie opened in march 2000 it was but so was will i mean everyone really did agree that will was great in the movie yeah but i feel like it was more so with with julia so interesting okay um yeah and and like I don't know, like with with I can't believe we're talking about like Aaron Barkovich, but like great movie. I think I feel like with Julie, it was also kind of like this like coordination for her. Like you knew, and I don't know, like I know a lot of people want Will to win, but I don't know if he he doesn't have the same type of like America's sweetheart label that she did. Like obviously he's a huge star, one of our last movie stars. Right. and beloved but i don't know if there's that same sentiment right you know yeah yeah i mean potentially potentially we'll see uh best actress choice i i um, ride or die nicole winning for nicole kidman for being the ricardos i have olivia coleman for lost daughter Kristen stewart for spent uh for spencer rachel zegler for west side story and lady gaga for house of gucci that is my five that i've like kind of circled now circle the uh, i i don't have rachel i have alana heim so I so feel I like think, this has this has like come down to seven names. Yes, uh, those and also Jessica Chastain. Those those and those, I those guess, that we've named, yeah, and Jessica yeah, Chastain. I think you're right. I could see Jessica Chastain getting in. I think she has a really good shot of getting in at SAG. Honestly, I think like oh, I have her in at SAG. Yeah. So, and I could see Rachel Ziegler and Alana Haim like splitting their own newcomer ingenue votes and not getting in. I put Rachel in because West Side Story, I think, is like a top best picture contender. And we already have it getting multiple Oscar acting nominations. And I and if you leave the movie, I think you're really wowed by Rachel Zegler because she is a newcomer who you've never seen before. And she does her own singing and it like really does reconceptualize the, the Maria performance and all those different things. So I you really I think. I just have her in because of that. I think it's going to be like, it's mostly just because the movie I think is so strong. I can make the argument that like Alana Haim is 
gives a better performance. Certainly similar affection for her performance. I think when you leave uh, Licorice Pizza, it's, she does explode off the screen and is so like just so winning as a performer. But I think West Side Story is bigger, better position as an Oscar contender than Licorice Pizza. So that's my that was my rationale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I get it, and I've I've flirted with putting in Rachel. Um, I think because I already have West Side Story getting three other acting nominations. I'm like, is it really going to get four? But you you dropped Mike. So I did, rude. but I could put him back in. I still I could get four. I mean, why not? The movie's awesome. West Side Story rules. <laughs> I know. I I think I think the thing is, it's it's more that I feel like Rachel shares. I feel like Alana is more of the consensus single standout of her film, whereas yes, Rachel shares true. a lot of, you know, MVP notices with Mike, with Ariana and Rita, you know, that that's very much an ensemble film. So yep. it makes sense that there's uh, other names in the mix that people prefer find better. Whereas licorice pizza is a two-hander and Alana has like rave after rave and she, she is really good in it, but it's also um, not the traditional type of uh, best actress nominee slash winner performance. It's, it's so like sort of low key and like naturalistic and Rachel is more traditional. This like romantic lead. Um, and she is more of the newcomer because this is this is both of their feature film debuts. But Alana was a musician before this, like right. you know. Um, and Rachel was just out of high school, like plucked out of like thirty thousand right. people to right. do this. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. Do you think both can get it? That's the thing. Well, not really. I guess I. I mean, like you mentioned this, like. I think Lady Gaga is amazing in House of Gucci, so I want her to get in. But I guess if someone was vulnerable, it's very easy to imagine a world where House of Gucci gets none or one nomination. And Mm -hmm. like, then she would just get knocked out because it, I mean, it's not, I don't have it in for best picture. Spoiler alert. We mentioned like, it's not really rating anywhere else. I have Jared in, I have costumes and I have Lady Gaga. But if you told me Jared and Lady Gaga did not get in, I would not be totally surprised. So I think there is a world where Alana and Rachel could get in. But I wonder if that last if if Lady Gaga doesn't get in, does that last like big performance go to Jessica Chastain, who I think everyone would agree is like really good in, in that movie? The movie is is fine. Um, but like most of the people I've talked to walk away from that being like, what a performance. And like she yeah. does a lot. So I could see it. I could see her getting in and I, I mean, who knows? So I don't think they could both get in. Is there a world? So I have Nicole winning. We've talked about this. I still think that she's like a real strong shot because I think of the movies here, unless Rachel Ziegler is nominated and somehow wins, which would be a complete shock. Nicole has got like, I don't know, but I'm like, is this a, what if Olivia Coleman, I've been looking at it. And I'm like, what if Olivia Coleman wins again? I, I know we've talked about this, but very I mean, that possible. would be totally cool. And it's very possible. I know some people will hate it, but I would love it actually. <laughs> I guess the rationale would be like we've said, you have a lot of not the same performances, but a lot of like in the same bucket of performances. Nicole, yeah, like s- similar Ball. type of films. And I mean, like Nicole and Jessica, both uh, biopics, not one, not as transformational as uh, some, some people might have preferred maybe, but. Mm. Yeah. And Kirsten Stewart, if she's the front runner too, like all of these are playing real life people with like these varying degrees of transformation. Olivia Coleman is just playing a, a 
a, a regular person. And, and it's a role we actually haven't seen her really do before. So it does feel almost like transformational because she's usually playing like a costume drama or like a real life person or like kind of, you know, aging herself up. Like I feel like she did in, in the landscapers that were, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is like Olivia Coleman like playing her actual age and like her era. And it is like, it feels way different because of that, even though it's just like, Normal. I mean, I would it's, say that like since she became known to the general public since the favorite, because she had like a whole yes, freaking yes, career. That's true. You're right. In Obviously, that's true. I, I mean, that. like from her recent vintage. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just like, I don't I can um, see, I don't well, know. I mean, like, it was like the father was contemporary, but that wasn't her movie at all. So right. I don't um, have her winning, but I can see a world where maybe she does win. And then I think yeah. So I I mean I I I would say like Kristen Stewart is still the front runner and uh, would not be shocked at all if she, she wins and like sweeps, but I can see this season being fractured sort of like last year and everyone winning um, at, or a different person winning at every ceremony. So, which I would prefer because that's more fun for us. Um, and, and what else you were saying before about lost Star when we we're talking about with Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal for screenplay, the fact that it's not, it has not peaked at all in the con. It's been, it's weird because it's been at festivals since literally Venice, but that's like August. But and it, yet has, it hasn't, hasn't been on Netflix yet. <laughs> it hasn't been on Netflix yet. So the conversation around it hasn't peaked. And I think when you get into like January and February as like nothing is really coming out and like people are catching up on some of these movies and maybe they do, are catching up on Lost Daughter, it's going to, I think the conversation is really going to pop around it. And maybe Olivia Coleman comes in late and is like dominating the conversation. So I could see her winning, honestly. It would not surprise me. Yeah, I I don't know what if I'm going to change anything at all because I feel like if I put like Jessica back in, I would just take her out again and then right. try to, I don't know. I, I, I need like SAG here to sort of clarify. But like, mm-hmm. again, I, I think Jessica's getting into SAG, like easy. Same. Because um, that's, that's a very actor-friendly, like baby performance. It, you know, we've talked about like how Tammy Faye perhaps came out too early, came out in September, like before the Emmys. <laughs> um, did not do well at the box office, but you know what movies really did besides House of Gucci. Right. Uh, and, but I feel like it getting out uh, or being released early, it got on VOD early and it got, they got their screeners out early. Yep. Um, so I think that helps with its, uh, visibility, I guess, among members. The other thing I want to say is um, with SAG, uh, you know, usually like that visibility is very important there and the earlier you are, the better. So I, that's why I think like she's basically a lock to get into SAG because that movie was so early and on the SAG website, they list the screeners that have been sent to the NOMCOM members, like both digital and DVD. And Tammy Faye has been there like forever. I haven't checked this week, but uh, last week, like Licorice Pizza hadn't been sent out yet. And West Side Story hadn't been sent out yet. But but this year you have an extra month of voting. Right. So I don't know how much that would matter. (laughs) But I would say like by that rationale, I think you're not wrong. And I think like that also would put Jennifer Hudson in serious contention for SAG as well, because I think like, that movie has been out since August and very yeah. likely that a lot of people have seen it and it is a great performance. And again, similar to Tammy Faye, maybe the movie doesn't work as well, but the performance is great. And I could see Jennifer Hudson getting in at SAG too. So if you have Jessica Jessine and Jennifer Hudson in at SAG, that means you're like 
already we're cutting down like three major, two major spots. So I, I mean, like no offense to J-Hud, but I feel like she, if she gets into SAG, I, I would drop her first from my Oscar five, just because she hasn't popped anywhere else. Right. Um, right. So, but there is also a situation here. Like if you think like Licorice Pizza and West Side Story are like, you know, top five best picture nominees or just top 10 best picture nominees. And there is a, a scenario where the other nominees in this category's films are not nominated for best picture. Mm-hmm. And if neither Alana nor Rachel get in, all five best actress nominees could be from films not nominated for best picture. <laughs> yeah, tough break, tough feed for me, honestly. The only contender here I have who's also got a best picture nominee is Rachel Ziegler. Uh, yeah, so. I only have Alana because I don't have uh, Ricardo's. <laughs> me neither. Uh, let's move to best director, Joyce. Uh, Jane Campion, I have at the top. Uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, to repeat, uh, we'll do a flip of the the 94 Oscars, I guess it is, right? Uh, and then revenge, I have Paul, It's Jane's Revenge. And then I have uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Denny Villeneuve, and my number five spot, Ronaldo Marcus Green for King Richard. Okay, yeah, you teased this other day, so explain yourself. Well, I interviewed him, so I'm a hack. But also, uh, no, I think it's real. Uh, my, my thinking is actually that the movie is good. I think it's a really strong contender for Best Picture. And I think if you were naming the top five Best Picture nominee contenders, I think it's in there. That being said, that means I don't have Kenneth Branagh in for Belfast. My my five Best Picture nominees, I think, based on what we've talked about and just how the season has played out, and we'll talk about Best Picture right after this, but it goes kind of together for me, were Power of the Dog, West Side Story, Belfast, Licorice Pizza, and King Richard. Those are the five for me that are like, I think the five, if there was just five nominees, I think that would actually be the five. So I have four of the five in. The reason I took Branagh out is because I think Denny is like the auteur that we we've always said, like there's like usually like, especially recently, like a maybe like a foreign born or, or, you know, auteur like a Thomas Vinterberg or, or somebody who gets in here who you're like, wow, how did they get in the pal of uh, pal for uh, what was that movie? Cold uh, War. Cold War. So I'm like, that's my thinking is actually Denny actually this year is that director. And then I think the other four are going to be like from the biggest best picture contenders. Ronaldo Marcus Green is a great, I think the other thing I like about the movie is that it is very much an old fashioned movie that they don't make anymore. I'm doing air quotes here. And I think that will get like a lot of respect from this branch. And I think the fact that he worked with like a ton of really, really acclaimed talented people behind like below the line is like another like flag in his cap. It's like, uh, you know, Robert Ellswood is the DP. Pamela Martin is the editor. These are like people who have edited and, and shot like one Oscars, like edited best picture nominees. It's and got nominated themselves. Uh, yeah. I just think that the respect that is around the film is going to like lift him up. And he's, while he's like a newcomer, young director, and maybe this branch is like historically not warm to like that type of filmmaker. I think, he will have like a good push because of that. So that's my like Ronaldo Marcus Green filibuster. And I would love to see him get in. I know it's like a long shot. That means I don't have Kenneth Branagh getting in, which is like kind of psychotic probably. Uh, but that's my five. Okay. Um, I I do not have Ronaldo in. No. No, no offense to him. No. Um, I actually just put Kenneth Bracken. Um, Bracken, yeah, back in. Um, I previously had Adam McKay. I think Adam could still get in, Same. but, uh, I'm just gonna stick with Kenneth for now to be safe. But again, I think 
he or maybe someone else, maybe even Denis could lose that spot to like an auteur type, um, you know, um, who else is there? I, like maybe like I, I, I don't really see. I don't know if like drive my car. <laughs> like, I mean, that's not a lot of critical and, acclaim. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, New York uh, Film Critics Circle Best Picture winner, but uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Uh, I, I don't know if, if he can get in, but I could see that that spot going to a, a surprise nominee, like the, that last spot. But I, I still have Jane um, and Steven Spielberg uh, and PTA um, and Denis. Right. Um, I, and I, I think, that, yeah. I guess the other people that uh, people have been predicting are Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. um, but I don't. Think. I don't have Nightmare Alley in anywhere above the line. I have an for best picture. I could see Guillermo del Toro getting nominated just because I think that movie is really much a, a director showcase. And he obviously is such a, a well-respected filmmaker and uh, won. So I, I think if he got nominated, I would not be surprised. And I think you're right about Adam McKay. I had him in as well, but I'm, I took him out for Ronaldo because I, I just think that I don't know. I think who knows. Adam has gotten two best director nominations, right? On Big, Big Short and Vice. Yeah. So it does feel like the logic uh, would say that he could get in, but I wonder um, if he would. We didn't mention uh, the other might. So the other people, I guess, would be super long shots. Maybe would be like Lin Manuel Miranda for Tick Tick Boom. I mean, we laugh, but like the movie is loved, and I could see him at least getting a DGA first time filmmaker nominee. So. You know, yeah. You know. Um, I, uh, I, I would about, say like, he, he could probably get into DJ like the regular feature before he gets in here. <laughs> and then, like, Sean is it Sean Hader for uh, Coda? Yeah. Be another potential option here. I actually had her in for a long time, but I've moved her out because of, of more movies obviously coming in. I, I think she has a better shot with her script than here. Yeah. I mean, there's also Joe Cohen for Macbeth, who yes. I did have like very early on as well. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, I, a great, it's a great category. It is. And, you know, I, I don't, I like this branch, the directing branch is the most idiosyncratic, especially since the Academy has diversified so aggressively the past couple of years. So I do love that they have, gone with, you know, a Thomas Winterberg um, and a Paul Pawlikowski in the past couple of years. And, you know, I mean, I know uh, some people did not like Todd Phillips' <laughs> nomination, right. for Joker, but that also was not surprising. And uh, yeah, like this, I, I, last year, you know, we were all kind of predicting like the, the set five, but we all felt like Aaron Sorkin's spot was shaky for Chicago seven and it proved to be true. So I think, I guess you would say of like the consensus five, that would be like Belfast. McKenna Brown is like, it's the, 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 the least flashy, I guess. I mean, the licorice piece is not that flashy, but it it's, it's a slightly more stylized and it also feels like more personal, even though Belfast is about, Kenneth Branagh's childhood. Yeah. Um, but there is like a very specific aesthetic to Ligger's Pizza. Um, and, and yeah, like Belfast, it, I, like, I, I, I would not be surprised if he was snubbed here, but if he gets in, it's like, yeah, 
like duh. Exactly. I feel the same way. Uh, absolutely. No, no notes there. I just think like if he got in, I would not be surprised. Yeah. But and I then he could win. <laughs> and he could win, but I think that he could not get in and it would be like, and the movie could see whether or not he gets in, I don't think changes Belfast's best picture trajectory, no. weirdly. Like he could, it could be like Green Book. I think yeah. it's, you know, no offense to Belfast comparing it to Green Book, uh, because I just think Belfast is a better movie than Green Book. But um, I think like the Oscar trajectory could be similar in that regard where it doesn't get in. And maybe that's even better, you know, for the movie, if he doesn't get in, does that like push an Argo type narrative where it's like, how did he get snubbed for this movie everyone loves? And then it makes it even more of an obvious winner for best picture. We shall see um, because he could still get in and maybe. Yeah. I mean, the the difference there is that Ben Affleck was winning everything for Argo and then he got snubbed. Whereas it's Jane who's winning mostly everything this time around for directing. So and then for Best Picture Joints, we've kind of spoiled and stomped all over this. So maybe I will not belabor it, but I have Power of the Dog winning. I have West Side Story 2, Belfast, Liquor's Pizza, King Richard are my top five. And then I have Don't Look Up, Dune, Coda, Nightmare Alley, and Tick, Tick, Boom to round out the 10. Um, so my only difference is I have Macbeth instead of Nightmare Alley. So. so I still haven't seen Macbeth. Maybe I'll change my mind. But I think the reason, my, my rationale for Nightmare Alley, like I mentioned, is that it's going to get multiple craft nominations and i think a lot of broad i know i yeah i i get it and i've thought about it so a lot (laughs) i mean like i think it could get in like it'll get like eight nominations so uh yeah there you go that's our so that's it we we did it choice we uh we we predicted this is not even all the categories (laughs) and we're going to change our minds but we're not going to talk about this probably before much before the end of the year so again we'll talk next week obviously right you're gonna you're gonna do another interview right now and then change your predictions again. <laughs> Absolutely. Without a doubt, I will have Mike. This is your MO. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm totally untrustworthy and uh, a total hack, but uh, no, I, I mean, we'll see. I, I do think that the re- another thing I think, well, my, again, not to go too much, like whatever, but I'm like, Ronaldo Marcus Green, I, I did talk to him for the movie about King Richard and he is so, uh, he speaks so uh, uh, like passionately about the movie and I think a lot of his choices and it was like just great talking to him about it. And I was like, if he is out there talking to film, you know what I mean? Like any kind of get him in front of like filmmakers or people who are voting and they're going to like absolutely like really like I think be welcome his uh, his his input on the film. And I, I just think like that's a that itself is like he'd be like a very good campaigner for it. That That was another thing I thought about talking to him. I just like, oh man, he really knows it. He knows like the thing I liked about it. And it's like, you know, he knows what the movie is and it's not trying to be something it's not. And you know what I mean? It's not like no one would say King Richard is like a piece of high art cinema, like power of the dog, maybe. Right. But it's like uh-huh. very successful as like mainstream entertainment and doing the family drama. Yeah. With it's, it's a very good sports drama. Yeah, It's just a yeah. very good movie. And it's like, I think, making that is maybe harder than people sometimes remember to make a good movie with like a major star doing his like best work. I think it, it could get into, we'll see if he gets in, who knows? I, I'll, I'll keep him in there though. I, I, I really like. Look, I, I respect like a, a nice hope diction. Like why yeah, not? Right. Uh, Joyce, anything else before we wrap up? What we're going to say, anything else we got? Here? I don't know. We already talked about succession this week. So yeah, we did. Uh, nothing else remains, to talk about. Remains a great show. <laughs> the one thing I would say is I, we mentioned this when we talked about it. I would say like, 
Brian Cox, I think, is on another level this season. God love Jeremy Strong, but I I gotta go Brian Cox for my Emmy Emmy push. You know, I've I've rewatched the finale. Uh, I won't say exactly how many times, but a few times. <laughs> um, and his impersonation of Shiv just slays me. Every it time. really just, is. Just, just give it to him. <laughs> exactly what I was gonna say. It, just give him the Emmy for that alone. It is the most vicious thing and it's hilarious and he's just okay. so wonderful. He, he was like locked and loaded for that. He was ready. I bet you that was one take. <laughs> so good. Uh, just, just an incredible, incredible. I would like, um, I, even though I think Jeremy is probably winning the Emmy at this point, I would love for both of them to win at least once before the series is over. Yeah. Well, that's why I was thinking, you know, that's why I kind of want Brian to win for this year, because I think like it was a big Logan season and who knows where the show goes next. But I think the way they set up the end of the season, there's a lot of places to go for Jeremy, like I think as a performer. And well, you want a one year time jump. And what what did you have him doing? Yeah, I would love that. But the other thing I would argue, and again, I don't I don't agree with any of the bad. There's so many bad succession takes out there that I'm like, people just don't know how to watch TV anymore. So anybody saying like, oh, uh, the show is just like it was spinning its wheels or whatever was so like wrong. No, nothing happened. <laughs> but I'm like, you could argue that Jeremy's performance this year is not much different than what he did last year, which maybe is why he should win because like he won last year for season two. But mm-hmm. I would say like Brian this year went to different. I felt like there were a lot of different shades of, of, of Logan this season and stuff. We had haven't actually gotten to see Brian do. And Jeremy was kind of like continuing to be incredible at the, the, the Kendall note. And that's why I'm like, if you give it Brian this year, there's an argument to me that whatever uh, Jeremy and Kendall do next year is going to be a little different because of the way they ended the season. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think people think that far ahead. <laughs> they don't. I'm an, I'm a nut choice. Uh, all right. Let, let's wrap it up. We've been talking for a while. I'll talk to you later. Joyce. Okay, bye. Bye. For all things, Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby.